to Detroit Strange. This podcast. The one you're listening to. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. You've made it. This is what I think this is episode 103 now. It is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird being in the triple digits. It is. It seems real now because we like celebrated 100 episodes this weekend, which was fun. We did. Thank you everybody who came. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to see all the, the smiling faces. Yes. Uh you made some awesome koozies. Yes. Uh, I love making a koozie, as you can tell from the pile in front of us. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do like a giveaway or something. Yes. Give away some of these Detroit mm-hmm. Strange koozies we made. Yeah. They're pretty cute. Yeah. Well, we'll post a pic. Yeah. Post a pic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm repping Wabash over here, Indiana. Yes, I saw that. I also have a Wabash hat upstairs. Okay. And a Wabash sticker. Wow, that's a lot of Wabash. I didn't buy any of it. I won it at this thing last weekend. Oh, was it the kayaking thing? Yeah. Okay. You yeah. won? Yeah. <gasps> Congrats. Got, like, this, like, they were just like raffling things off. And like, I was like, okay. So I just like threw my tickets in. Uh-huh. And it was like this like, like soft-sided cooler that was like filled with like maple syrup and just a bunch of Wabash merch. Because it was like, <laughs> I guess like this prize package was sponsored by like, this company that was in Wabash or something. I don't know. Interesting. I just was like, this t-shirt's soft. <laughs> I mean, it's a fine looking shirt. Yeah. It's a good Sunday shirt. We're recording oh, yeah. on a Sunday, so that's a good Sunday shirt. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just like soft and comfy. Yeah. So what Sundays are all about. Exactly. Especially this Sunday. Yes. Yeah. It's very much a soft, comfy, casual Sunday. Yeah. I'm also in soft clothing. Yes. For soft, comfy, casual Sunday. Yes. <laughs> soft, comfy, casual Sundays. It's a thing now. Yeah. You just made it a thing. You know what's soft, comfy, and casual? That many words. Yep. It flows right off the tongue. Right. No, no hiccups, no problems whatsoever. No. <laughs> I do have an update. Yes. From- Tell me. Crane's Detroit business. Okay. For some reason, they like have the nerve to send me the physical copy of the newspaper. And then when I go and try and read articles online, they're like, it's a paywall. I'm like, you send me like the physical copy. Why is there a paywall? Like, I didn't sign up for this. So it's basically, but you could read it in the actual hard copy, the same articles? I don't know. Okay. Like, I just noticed that sometimes you get stopped by a paywall and I'm like, I didn't subscribed or anything and i'm getting the physical copies anyway it's about the southwest detroit hospital mm-hmm. and kind of like it's still in limbo and it's owned by a guy named dennis dennis kafalanos so he's apparently like a good detroit real estate guy he owns some other things but like the hospital's the big one right now and he's mm-hmm. Trying to sell it for like seventeen point five million, wow, which is a lot. Yeah, uh, and it's not exactly like move in ready. 
No, exactly. That's what this article saying is like. It sounds like he doesn't have the funds to like renovate it to make it ready, but he's trying to sell it, and the city's like, "Bro, just destroy it. Let's just <laughs> let's take it out, start fresh." And he's like, "No, mm. I'm really, I'm gonna sell it this time. I'm gonna do it." Yeah, because the land would be right. It's a good spot. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. And it's kind of like if he they like. I feel like it'd be easier to get a buyer for the land than a buyer that has like, to come in and demolish. Right. Demolish and like the, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's rehabable that like, you know, it's like, yeah, it'd be difficult. It's yeah. Cause remember like, I think you watched that video too. The one that, mm-hmm. um, they were kind of talking about how like the floor setups weird because it was a hospital. There was like this weird, mm-hmm. like middle floor that was like all maintenance, but it was like, yeah. Halfway between like a mezzanine. Yeah, mezzanine floor, yeah. yeah. So, but like, there is like that sign. Like I think you said, you mentioned you've seen it like the mixed use development coming soon. 2020. Yeah. Like, there were no plans with that. He just kind of was like, maybe this will make people want to buy it. Oh, like suggestive marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It didn't work. If you have 17.5 laying around and you want to buy a hospital, <laughs> good news for you. debunk hospital. Right, right. Maybe there's still some medical records in there. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I just, like, thought it was fun that I saw that newspaper. I'm like, oh, we just yeah. talked about that. Oh, I love that when stuff comes up that you just talked about, like just in life in general, too. Yeah. I mean, I love it f- for the show, for sure. But yeah. in general, it's always a, a weird, warm, fuzzy feeling. Sometimes we're like, ooh, relevant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. I just talked about this. Mm-hmm. Synchronistic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Synchronicities. Yes. <laughs> um. Neither of us are sipping on anything, but I don't think either of us. No, it's a Sunday. We sipped on things yesterday. I made a white peach sangria. Yes, it was delicious. Yes. And then also, like, I had some Trulies on top of that as well. Yes. I love a Truly tea. Yeah. It's my downfall this summer. They're good. They are. Mm -hmm. We also had a, a, a karaoke contest. Yes. You did fantastic, by the way. Thank you. As did you. Thank you. Uh, I was actually, I listened to Spider Rubs today in honor of you because oh. it was stuck in my head. I saw a TikTok with It's Raining Men today. Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad that like, we just heard each other's songs today. We did. Love we it. did. Yeah. Probably at the same time. Let's yeah. just imagine that that was yes. happening at the same exact time. Yes. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you ever want to have a fun time, have a karaoke contest in your home. Oh, Yeah. Uh, and have a real stupid prize because the the grand prize was the Fago Cup, yeah, which was uh, what's it called, fireworks flavored Fago that I yes. found at the gas station. Like we tried a little bit of it. I wasn't a huge fan. Like I mean, I could fine. drink it, but I wouldn't want to. I would drink a sip, but I wouldn't want a bottle for sure. It was very right. sweet. It was very sweet and just kind of like had a weird aftertaste. Well, like, did t- it was I like mean melted popsicle? Yeah, it tasted exactly like a melted melted bomb pop. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't bad, but like, yeah, it's a little much for for. a beverage situation. Need to be like more water or something. Water it down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, it got left behind. Yeah. Oh, no. You got to figure out something to do with it. I know. I know. I think Lisa might drink it. I can see that happening. Yeah. (laughs) She had a little today. We'll see if. It's not that big of a bottle, so like this is how right, small like, of increments people are having it in. Like it's just like a normal like like standard size bottle. Mm-hmm. Like 
I forget what. Maybe it's like the 24 ounce bottle from. Yeah, it's a little bigger for sure. Yeah, because Figo is always like, you know what? We're going to give you three liters of soda. Because- it might be a liter, actually. Oh, okay. I want to say it might be like a liter bottle. I can see that. But yeah, they do have weird sizes in the Fago. Right. Yeah. But again, the Fago cup right. it was one, uh, a duo one, which. Yeah. Yeah. And Worthy. Yeah. It was a very tight race, though. Yeah. I calculated all the points. Very tight race. Yes. They just, they came in with their bromance and it was beautiful. So. Yes. You can't <laughs> top a romance sometimes. No. <laughs> So tip to everybody, if you want to win a karaoke contest, go as a duo. Yes. Just two people. Just we did a honest. duet afterwards, though. We did. That we was did. fun. Mm-hmm. We did some grease. Mm-hmm. Made up a lot of words. Yeah. So it was the shang da bang da bang da 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 Yeah. Chang chang, chang to chang chabop. Yep. That's the only words I actually know. Yeah. There's, I know they, they, they were words on the screen, but they were all made up. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, I make sounds to the music. We sang that in sixth grade choir. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what choir teacher? That was an insane choice. Yeah. Because like they did, we did have to learn all those nonsense. Yeah. And like things like that. And clearly I did not retain them. <laughs> I'd like, I'd be concerned if you're like, I have them down pat. I know all these made up like that could be a fun party trick though. True. I do I love learning a random song. Like I can do um ninety nine red balloons in German. I was just about yeah. to say I wish I could do ninety nine red balloons in German because I listen to it in German sometimes. I when I took German class, that was like my in college, I was like, you know what I'm gonna do for myself? I'm gonna learn how to sing. Now I don't know the whole thing like by heart or memory, yeah. but I can sing But if it's karaoke, karaoke you can yeah. Get to- you can at least read and speak the German yep. fast enough that you can sing the song. Yep. And Perfect. it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So I recommend that to anybody. Yes. <laughs> Looking to kill some time. Yes. Such a fun thing. To do. 99's of balloons. Yes. <laughs> uh, well. Yes. Are you ready for a story? Because I've got one for you. Yes. I'm super excited to find out what it is. I don't know why. You gave me no clues, no hints or anything, but I'm like, well, I think I told you it was like one of those ones that like, I can't yes. believe I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um. So without further ado, have you heard of the Renaissance Center? I've seen her. You've seen her? I've seen her. You she, know. She big. If you've ever looked at a skyline of Detroit, it was there most likely. It was mm-hmm. after the year 1976. Mm-hmm. It's in our logo. Yeah, it's in our logo. It's like it's the most iconic part of the Detroit skyline. Yeah, because it's the, big. Yeah. <laughs> and by the river. Yeah, it's contentious design. Some people like it. Some people call it five trash cans. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I personally like it, but we'll get to some of the design choices in a little bit. But, okay. Uh, it is still the tallest building in Michigan and has been so since it was like the center tower was finished in 1977. Okay. Uh, which also the central tower has the record for tallest all hotel skyscraper in the Western hemisphere. Oh, interesting. I did not know that there was a record for that. Uh, We'll get to why that has an addendum. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's been dubbed a city within a city. Oh. More than 10,000 people work in the building or at least did before COVID. Mm -hmm. Built on 14 acres of land. It is big. Has 5.5 million square feet of floor area throughout wow. the whole complex. And it's large enough to have its own zip code. And it does. 
It does? 48243. Interesting. Is the Renaissance Center zip code. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. So I kind of just figured I'd go into like how this building came to be. Yeah, please do. And I do have a video clip that like we can definitely post the episode. I don't know if you want to like pause recording and just watch it. It's like eight minutes. But okay. it's kind of fun. Do you want to like right now? I was going to say probably at the end of the recording. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea for the Renaissance Center started with Henry Ford II in 1970. He, along with a bunch of other local businesses and like big name businesses too, they started the Detroit Renaissance, which is a private nonprofit, like kind of with the goal to get this, revitalize the city and do this big project together. Okay. It was like 51 of the biggest companies in the country at the time got together and formed like this Detroit Renaissance. And we're like, we believe in Detroit and mm-hmm. we're going to make this thing happen. It's a lot of companies. Right? Yeah. Like this, the video clip I have is like this weird promotional video they made like mid construction, like advertising both the city and the Renaissance yes, Center. Yes, I'm excited. Yes. And it's interesting because it has stuff that like, I'm not sure if it was like planned and never happened or mm-hmm. like they just changed it last minute. But like. It's mm-hmm. always interesting to compare what actually happened and what was in the video. Oh. Yeah. So they, after they kind of, the business got together, started planning things. They got the mayor on board, the then mayor at the time, Mo, Mayor Roman Gibb. Sorry, Roman Gribbs. There's an R in there. Oh, okay. Gribbs, what an unfortunate last name. <laughs> uh, other city officials that got on board and they announced the first phase of construction was going to start in ni- uh, 1971. Mm-hmm. And so at first Ford was footing the bill. Which was no small feat, as it soon became the world's largest private development, and with an estimated price tag of $500 million. Wow. Um, The principal architect on the project was one John Portman. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, um, while I do like the architecture of the Renaissance Center, this guy has two ideas, and he repeats them over and over again. Oh. Because, like, I don't know if you ever heard of, like, the Peachtree Center in Atlanta. Mm Mm-mm. It was basically, like, built, like, a few years before the Renaissance Center and has a very similar, like, it's, like, one big, like, round hotel tower. Like, that's the thing. He loves tall round towers and buildings connected by elevated walkways. <laughs> okay. Like just, like, connected buildings and tall round mm-hmm. towers. That was, was a, those two signature things this guy did and like, you, almost all his designs. Sometimes when you find something you love, you just have to stick with it. Right. It's just funny because <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, there's, like, there's, like, the two, like, when I was looking at his other works, like the like I said, that the Peachtree Plaza Hotel in mm. Atlanta being one, but have, maybe you've heard of it, the Weston Bonaventure Hotel in LA. Um, it kind of just looks like someone yes. like lopped off like the top like twenty five yeah, no, stories seen, of the Renaissance. I've definitely seen it because yeah, I I didn't know the name of it, but I remember seeing it in yeah, LA. Yeah, it's like a short Renaissance kind of thing. Looking, yeah, I think I went to the dentist there. Okay. Maybe. I go to the dentist at the Renson here. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so funny that you went to the dentist in both buildings. Yeah. I have a thing for dentists and ro- round buildings. Yes. Large round buildings. I only trust dentists in round buildings. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just kind of his thing. Like, just I guess if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just keep building the same thing. <laughs> so the first phase would open on July 1st, 1976. And the first tower to be open was Tower 100. So that's one of the office towers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I guess if you're not familiar with the, the, the architecture of the Renaissance, 
there's the main central tower, which is like the round one, and that's mm-hmm. the hotel. And then kind of the four towers surrounding it are all 39-story office buildings. Mm-hmm. And then kind of there's two other 39-story office buildings kind of just like off to the side. And those are mm-hmm. those were phase two towers, 500 and 600. Mm-hmm. The ones and the bottoms of all of them are commercial? So the bottom, so like for the Renaissance Center, gather my thoughts um so like around the central tower and those four towers mm-hmm. that's where most of the commercial space okay is. Mm-hmm. and then kind of like connecting to towers five and six hundred is just elevated walkway okay so they're connected but they're not like connected on the main floor where all yeah like the concourses are and stuff so they're like i said like phase one was the four office towers and the hotel tower and the base mm-hmm. phase two was towers 500 and 600 and there was actually a planned phase three that was going to be residential along the riverfront. Oh. So really, like, you could just fully never leave the run set at that point. Like, you live yeah. there, you work there, dining, shopping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of nice, but also it'd be too much. Yeah. So this was, like, the early 80s, and they were supposed to start doing that. And, like, the population just right was on the decline. So they're like, why build more housing? So. Okay. Never happened. But just some, like, material stats of what they used. Between the five main towers, uh, they use 2 million square feet of glass. Wow. Uh, about 400,000 cubic yards of concrete were u- was used mm. and 40,000 tons of structural steel. It's a lot. Yeah. Of they're steel. big buildings. Yeah. Uh, so the base, like, um, where like the five t- main towers combined, there's a bunch of like, retail and restaurant space and apparently there was even a revolving cocktail island in a, like a, by the reflecting pool at the base i've heard about that yeah. yeah yeah they mentioned that in the video and it was one of those things i'm like i'm pretty sure that actually happened but like i couldn't <laughs> find pictures of it um, apparently there was also a department store in there at one point too oh wow yeah like i never knew they had that like level of retail there no I like, don't know if it just didn't last long. It definitely is not still there now. Mm-mm. I'm wondering if maybe it became like a restaurant or conference space or something. Mm-hmm. So just focusing on the central tower again, like I mentioned, that's the tallest building in Michigan, technically. And it's the tallest all hotel structure in the Western Hemisphere. When it was built, it took that record from the peach tree in Atlanta. Okay. So that was the tallest all hotel that this the became, center tower yeah. Detroit was. And then it's interesting because it was all Weston hotels. So like the Petrie in Atlanta was a Weston and mm-hmm. then the original operators of the hotel and the Renaissance Center was Weston. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because it's Marriott? It's now? Marriott now, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they originally named the hotel the Detroit Plaza Hotel, which I'm like, eh. eh. Yeah. And then they just put, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The top three floors were occupied by a restaurant called The Summit, which was an upscale restaurant that rotated, actually. So mm-hmm. the top three floors used to rotate for like 360-degree views of the cities. That's a, that I definitely heard of. And I think the one in L.A. had that, too. I wouldn't be surprised because so does the one in Atlanta. The one in Atlanta had a restaurant. Um, and they were really originally going to use the same name as the one in Atlanta, which is The Sundial, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah, that's a cute name for yeah. Rotating. Have you ever been to a rotating restaurant? I haven't. Oh, wait, no, actually, does this CN Tower rotate? I can't remember if it does. I don't remember. It's been if a it second. Would, if that one does, then yes. Okay. I've been but, to one once. 
Uh, you, where was that? L.A. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. was it the one in the thing? I think, I mean, I think it's that building. I'd have to like look up that building, but like yeah. in my, this is so long ago, but in my memory, uh-huh. it was, it looked like the Ren Sun. Uh-huh. And I, I remember being like, what is that building that looked like the Ren Sun in L.A.? Like, what? Apparently the Weston Bonaventure Hotel. <laughs> so later on, they did rename the hotel to be the Weston Hotel Renaissance Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1986 is when it got the in the Western Hemisphere distinction because until then it was the tallest all hotel tower in the world, but then Weston again wanted to top themselves, and they built the Weston Stamford in Singapore, which oh, okay. surpassed the records. I thought it was funny that like Weston like held the record with three different buildings, yeah. and then just kept doing it. Yeah, more. <laughs> They're just like let's build another one that's taller. Like I said, since then it's been in the Western Hemisphere that they had to add that. So this isn't the only example of a city within a city in Michigan. I don't know if you've heard of the Southfield Town Center. I've heard of it. So it's those like five gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the five gold skyscrapers in Southfield off of Northwestern or the yes. Southfield Freeway. Yes. And apparently those are all connected. Okay. And that kind of like uh, would become like competition for the Renaissance because like in the 80s was when like People started like companies started to leave the city to find suburban office space because there are people moving out of the suburbs, like may mm-hmm. as well move the suburbs too. Um, so it kind of started to eat into the run sign a little bit. Okay. That makes sense. I literally show people need to be moved because in 1987, that's when the people mover opened, and then there was of mm-hmm. course the Renaissance Center stop. Yeah. It's been there since the beginning. It was expanded later in like the 2010s. Okay. Which I don't know what they mean by expanded though. Like added maybe- stop? I don't think they added stops. Like maybe they just increased the length of like this, like the platform or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, but now we're gonna like kind of just jump forward to the mid '90s when the GM bought the Renson. Okay. So originally, like Ford was like like Henry Ford II was the main driving force. It was like the headquarters for Ford for a minute. Mm-hmm. And in '96, GM purchased the Renaissance Center for seventy-three million. Dang. Which I did adjust for inflation today, which like, oh my God, 96. Why would you adjust for inflation? But like, no, that please. was 25 years ago. Yeah. No, that's. Which, ugh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, but 124 million. Wow. So isn't that crazy in 25 years inflation that much? Yeah. The economy is wacky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. I just know things happen. Uh-huh, same. We're not an economics no, podcast at no. all. Do not ask me for advice ever. No. Um, me neither. Uh, so GM moved out of what is now Cadillac Place and New Center. So that used mm-hmm. to be the GM world headquarters from like okay. the OG days until like the mid 90s, apparently. Mm-hmm. And so now I think that's a lot. I think the city has most of that building now. The Cadillac Place. I think it's used for a lot of like, yeah. city and state government stuff. Yeah. No, I think it is mostly the restaurant I used to work at. We used to do deliveries pretty much only to that building. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So. Once they moved in, GM moved in, they immediately planned for a $500 million renovation of the building. Wow. Yeah. One of the things they were like, definitely got to go is they had these like large concrete berms, which are just kind of like concrete, like hills or walls. I don't know. Oh. They're just like. Odd. Basically just these large concrete structures that were like blocking the view of the building from the city. So it just kind of felt like a fortress. Oh, So they're like, we don't want that. That's not fun. Yeah. 
Uh, so they got rid of those and changed it to like the open glass entryway that's kind of there to now. I think they've done a little bit since then, but like mm-hmm. that like open airy glass. Like that's kind of like a lot of what GM did. Okay. Um, a hundred million of that five hundred million uh, was dedicated to revamping the hotel, and the rest of the money kind of went to creating the Winter Garden, which is that like five story add on that they did facing the river. Oh. So that's all new, and apparently uh, before. They made the Winter Garden. There was a parking deck, a pool, and a fitness center there. They just took out all of wow. those things. Yeah, I didn't know there was a pool in the rent center no. at any point, but there was. Sad to see it go. Yeah. <laughs> they have those fountains there now, so you can splash around to those and pretend. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they also added a 12-foot uh, suspended lit glass walkway, so they added that in 96. Okay. I didn't know that wasn't originally there, which it does make it easier to get around because I don't know if you've ever had to navigate the Renaissance Center. Not much. I mean, like lower levels. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it can get confusing because it's like you have to remember which tower is which. Yeah. And like there's like things that are between the towers and it's like, oh, shit, after the training center, it's like tower two and a half kind of thing. <laughs> but. Uh, and so they they would take eight years for the renovations when they would be completed in 2004. Okay. I don't, I think this is originally there, but like it mentioned it in this part of the article, but like the elevated like skyway between the Renson and the Millinder Center. What's the Millinder Center? It's the building across the street from it. Oh, okay. 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 So mm-hmm. there's like on like the third floor of both buildings, there's like a walkway mm-hmm. across, which was nice because it's a good Thai food restaurant right across there. <laughs> I do love walkways between buildings. There's Same. something weirdly magical about it. Especially that one because like there is one that way and then there was one from that building to the what's it called? Like the the building that's like right next to the fist. I think it's like maybe the Dugan or something. Mayor Coleman, the Coleman Young Center. Yeah, okay. Um because then you could avoid two road crossings if you just did that. I used to yeah. work in yeah. I used to work in the Renaissance Center, so I'm kind of just like, yeah. Reminding. I actually, I really enjoyed lane. working there, but going down memory lane a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I've I've known a couple of people who worked there, and everybody didn't like what like I it. did, but I was enjoying it in that building. Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to do what I called a tour to breakfast, where I would like from my computer at my desk order a bagel from the Panera that's on like the atrium level mm-hmm. in the Winter Garden. And then, like, while that was being made, I'd walk over to the Starbucks on the opposite side of the building on the third floor. That was the good Starbucks. Uh-huh. So I'd get my coffee and then, like, walk down the two floors and across the building to get my bagel and then back to my desk. I love it. Yeah. It sounds delicious. Right. It was. It was, like, the perfect way to start my day. Mm-hmm. Get some steps in, get a nice coffee, get a bagel. Mm-hmm. Oh. Probably better for my wallet. It's not there. Any- I don't work there anymore. <laughs> but, um... So some other changes that happened after GM bought it, like the hotel switched from Weston to Marriott, which is who runs it now. Mm -hmm. And it's one of their largest hotels with almost 1,300 rooms. Wow, that's so many. Right? So many bed sheets. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Like, it's a big hotel. Yeah. I'd I'd like to stay there one day. Just, Just do it. I have once. Okay. Like... It, but it was in, like, high school for some, like, youth conference things. I don't remember a ton of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I think it'd be more fun to stay there as an adult now, too. Yeah. Um, but the restaurant at the top, so it started off as a summit, but then at some point it changed to the coach insignia. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the one that I know of. Yeah. It's not, it's not, the, is it no, there? No, it's they not closed there, right? in 2017. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't know this, but like, I don't know if like it was named after this, but like they served coach wines, which were made by the Fisher family. Oh, interesting. Like the ones of the Fisher body fame. Interesting. The callback. Yeah. 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 So huh. I didn't know that like they had a wine and it was called coach wine. I'm wondering if that's why the restaurant was called coach insignia. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Which is fitting that they had that connection to the run sun because like GM bought Fisher. So it's it, mm-hmm. like funny that the restaurant at the top of their building served their <laughs> wine. Mm-hmm. But so the restaurant, like I mentioned, originally span, spun, 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 um, twirled. It, yeah. So it used to twirl, but she <laughs> twirls no more. Mm-hmm. And there's not really like a clear answer as to why, but like the story <laughs> that like, or the answer I used to get when I'd ask when I was at the Renaissance, they'd be like, apparently it's like this giant gear, this like massive gear that rusted mm-hmm. and there's no practical way to replace it because like one, like they'd have to get the gear all the way up there. So like, what do you use like a helicopter or something? And it's like yeah. inside the building, the mechanics. So it's like, yeah, there's no really good way. Like, it's kind of like, well, you should have just taken care of it. Basically, it, it wasn't thought of in the first place of like, how do we repair this? Right. There's kind of, like you just need to keep it working. Yeah. But it might be a good thing because when I was like trying to figure out why it stopped moving, I found this article from click on Detroit from 2017 that mm-hmm. a, a five-year-old was killed in the <gasps> oh, Atlanta no. ver the sundial. Oh no. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Like I didn't really quite see what happened, but like, I read that the boy got, quote, caught up in about five or six, or no, caught up in about four to five inches of space. That's all it said. Oh. Yeah. So maybe restaurants don't need to spin. No. I don't know. They they still make them, I feel like. So I think there's the stratosphere in Vegas that I think revolves. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely, there are some out there for sure. How did they like make them anymore? No, I think it was like a 70s, 80s kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just focus on having good food. Yeah. Yeah. Good food and like a cool atmosphere maybe, but like Mm -hmm. you don't need to spend. No, and it's weird. I mean, because the other thing with that too is like everybody who works there has to be like, because they, not the whole restaurant spins. It's usually just the seat area, I think. So like you have to walk on and off of a Platform. platform yeah it goes really slow but it's still something you have to think about yeah but it's not like i don't even feel like the effect of it was that like right Ooh, it was just like oh the scenery is kind of changing i right. could have just walked over there and looked too right yeah it's just kind of like nobody asked for this no um but it is a bummer it doesn't do it anymore yeah um so gm did a little bit more innovation in 2018. They opened GM World, which is what they're calling just the atrium now. Oh, wow! Like GM World, they like um. There's like this revolving ring of cars around the base of the tower now. Okay. But like I don't know, I don't think it's related to the revolving rest cocktail island because this was very clearly built for cars. Yeah. Maybe inspired by that. Maybe. 
but like it's it's cool. There's like twelve cars, a couple of new, a couple of like classic, mm-hmm. and just like they're evolving. And there's also, I don't know if this is just in the atrium or if it's like the whole like lobby area, but mm-hmm. like there's enough digital screens to cover two tennis courts. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of screens. Yeah. Well, like they had these like huge ones mm-hmm. that you could see from like the glass walkway, like going up the middle tower. And they were, I, they were kind of fun because like they would like they had these animations to look at the walls were opening up and like sometimes they'd open up oh. and like a Rube Goldberg machine behind it or like sometimes they'd open up and it'd be like this weird like waterworks kind of thing. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so it just kind of looked like the tower, like there's all this stuff happening inside the tower and then it would just like close back up like nothing happened. Oh, cool. Yeah. But again, I think it's funny they call it GM World. Like, mm-hmm. Makes it sound like Disney World. Right. Yeah. The most disappointing theme park. <laughs> you can watch cars move in a circle, but you stand still. Uh-huh. They do have a lot of escalators, though. They have a shit ton of escalators. Yeah. So in 2019, and I think late 2019, a new restaurant at the top opened called The Highland. Okay. And it was opened by Chef Sean McLean, who... I think James Beard is at the Food Award. Yeah. One of them. I think he was one of those. And okay. then he he's based out of Detroit and Las Vegas. And he has four other restaurants besides this one. But he must have something with four. Because he broke this restaurant up into like four spots. There's the steakhouse. Then there's the casual dining area. Then there's the bar. There's event space. Which I'm like. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it's got to be a big restaurant because it's two floors. Yeah. Like the restaurant's two floors. I think there's a floor of kitchen, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's I, a lot of space. Yeah. No matter how that's divided. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And it looks like they're still there. Like they survived the pandemic, but I don't know. I got to imagine it's tough when your whole thing is being at the top of the Renaissance Center. Like nobody's like mm-hmm. going up there for takeout. I can't imagine. No. So just some more fun facts to close things out here. Uh, there's over 1,500 plants throughout the Renaissance Center. That's a lot of plants. Yeah. I like it. Some of these fun facts, the ones I'm doing now, came from there, like, about us. or like, nine interesting facts about the Renaissance Center. Uh-huh. They had the name GM Renaissance Center because GM rebranded it eventually. Like, so it was just the Renaissance Center. And now it's the GM Renaissance Center. <laughs> and they had the fact that. This name was chosen out of 141,537 entries as part of a naming contest. What? And I'm like, it took over 141,000 people to add the letters GM to the existing name. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) That's, no, no. Yeah. I remember they had one of these naming contests when I worked there. For like some cloud something they made for like internal only. And I can't even remember like what it was or what the name was. But like I remember these naming contests when I worked there. And I'm like, really? A naming <laughs> contest? And you came out with the same thing, but just adding the yeah. company name, which is two letters to the beginning. Yeah, that's sad. Like, don't put the, like, I literally just put working in automotive be like. <laughs> but on windy days, the towers can sway up to 30 inches. <gasps> Yeah. That terrifies me. Yeah. I remember like on stormy days and weird days, you could kind of like feel a little bit of a movement. Sway. Yeah. Was it structured like that? Like was that ex- expected? Yeah. And like if you notice, I'm pretty sure like um, 
if you look at the like the office towers on the outside, there's like halfway up, there's like a floor that's, that you can kind of see through. Okay. And that's architecturally they do that so the wind can blow like kind of through. So it's not like hitting the, just the sides yeah. of the tower part. Like it's kind of broken Less up. Less than the pressure. Interval. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. Okay. It's amazing what they can do with tall buildings. Oh, I yeah. Know, like, um, like that got, weird counterweight thing they do. I got into a whole like th- this is years ago, but it stuck with me of uh. like looking up like some of the tall buildings in Japan in earthquake. Yeah. Because they're made to sway yeah. in an earthquake. And they're like. They look like they're made of, like, liquid. Right. It's so terrifying. Yeah. I remember when I, like, was there, I saw a commercial for something you could do to your house for earthquakes. Where, Uh like, they put it on, like, a layer of ball bearings or something. I'm like, yeah, it was, like, something crazy. I was just like, is this real? Like, (laughs) I'm like, is this, like, I, like, didn't speak the language that well. So I'm like, is this a real commercial? (laughs) Am I understanding this correctly? Right. Right. (laughs) Is this a comedy sketch or a commercial? This doesn't seem real. So the elevators for the building are actually all, almost all of them are external to the buildings themselves. They're housed in like cylinders that surround the cylinders that are the towers. Yeah. Yeah. You can see them from like the outside and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So those like weird skinny glass tubes. Mm -hmm. Those are the elevators. And they're like kind of broke it up. So like half of them go to the upper floors and half of them only go to the lower floors, Mm -hmm. which I always thought was interesting. Yeah. Some of them you have to like transfer over. Get get to the. the, Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Just like. I re- I fell on this hole of like 150 years of elevators nonsense of just like how they're <laughs> innovating them and stuff uh-huh. and how they came to be and just like how they solved the issue of express elevators and stuff of like when you build buildings that are like 200 stories, like 200 floors, like how do you like effectively service them with elevators? The fucking holes I've fallen on YouTube <laughs> is. I mean, it, it happens to everybody. Very, yeah. Uh, in 2011, that's when they added like the giant glass or the giant um, screens at the top. So like, the giant square on the top of the center mm-hmm. one that has like the GM logo. Mm-hmm. And like the tube around it or whatever. The yeah, colored... like, the piping kind of around the top yeah. of the other towers. But like, the big one on the main tower is my favorite because it like, changes logos. It's either like the GM mm-hmm. or one of the four GM brands. Or, like occasionally they'll throw like the Tigers logo up there or mm-hmm. something. Yep. There's special events happening. Yeah. No, I do like looking at the lights on top of it and like seeing what color it is today yeah. or whatever. Or like, I know the color changes. I don't know how often. It changes with the logo because like I would like I used that's like what I look at when I was like driving into mm-hmm. work. I'd be like, oh, what colors are right now? I'm like, oh, it's gold. And like the Chevy mm-hmm. logo or like. Sometimes though, it changes like like almost like a chasing change. Like it will change while yeah. you're watching it and stuff. Too, yeah. I like it when it does that. Yeah. I know, it's just a fun building to look at for that yeah. reason. There's a lot of fun things just to look at in that building. Yeah. But as of March of this year, GM has occupied the space as their headquarters for 25 years. Wow. And the building itself celebrated its, like, 40th birthday. Oh. Which, like, it seems like it should be older than that. Or, like, I don't know. It's one of those things that I feel like has always been there, but also still feels really modern. Well, yeah. I mean, well, it has always been there in... Our lifetimes. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. part of it too. Uh but yeah, I mean they didn't really make buildings like that, you know, yeah. until those time periods. So I think it makes sense. I mean it it yeah. does it still looks pretty. Yeah. Know? I can understand why people don't like the architecture of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I've always liked it. I like it. I I mean, I think it's appropriate in the area that it's in. 
that type of architecture in like a different area I might not appreciate. Yeah. But where it's at is perfect for it. So right. like it fits. Yeah. And it's, you know. And it looks nice on the skyline. It really does. <laughs> it's because it's unique. Yeah. Although I got to say, I think my favorite building in the skyline is one Detroit center. That's like the neo-gothic one that has like the. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do like that one. But it's not super old though. It was built in the 80s, I think. I think a lot of downtown. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's like obviously like a lot from the 20s and stuff right. too, as we've discussed many a time. Yes. Uh, but the taller ones are all. Yeah. Like 70s, 80s. Yeah. Real quick, my sources. Oh, yeah. Um, click on Detroit.com, DetroitNews.com, GMRenson.com, HighlandsDetroit.com, uh, DetroitHistorical.com, the YouTube channel for the Detroit Historical Society, and Wikipedia. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you. No problem. Like I said, it was one of those topics that, like, I'm kind of surprised we haven't done yet, but also, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fun to do. It was a building. You yeah. know, I love my buildings. Yeah. No, that's great. And it does, like, I mean, I, I worked there for helpful ones, too, which was fun. Yeah. No, you have, like, a personal yeah. experience connection. It, is, it was just such a cool building yeah. to work in. Again, everybody I know who's ever worked in it enjoyed working in it. Yeah. There's just so many food options, too. That's always exciting. And it's just like, oh, I'm tired of doing mm-hmm. my job for a few minutes. Let me go and look at Canada for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I've only had one job where I could have like all the food options and things, and it was very exciting to yeah to have that because usually there'd be like, well, actually, when I was a teacher, I had no time to yeah. go get food ever, uh, unless it was like a work day. Um, yeah. So yeah, there is an excitement to to that yeah. situation. And just like working downtown mm-hmm. to take a little bird scooter around if I had to. Yeah. And the really summer, dangerous, the springtime. Like, Mm-hmm. I never got died. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for that again. No that was problem. lovely. Uh, you know, I've stared at it so many times. Right. Now it's you know It's good a to know more. more. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be interested in two truths and a lie? I sure would. Okay. Let me pull it up over here. So this is a shout back. A shout back? No. Shout back. Shout back. Uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about this individual so i found out some facts about guy fieri okay okay so number one he loves anya number two he hates eggs number three he loves a pedicure oh I'm going to go with anya because who like loves anya well Is you know what he loves Anya. Okay. He said, quote, I can get down to some Anya, which surprises people, but I have an easygoing side and a high energy side. <laughs> but like, I guess she has like one other song I could probably name, but I can't think of it right away, now. Oh, yeah. Away, I wish you could have heard her. Yeah. That song always just makes me think of um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. I've never so seen says, it. Oh, we have to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I love Anya. I mean, we've talked about this yes. many a times. So we're down to he hates eggs. He loves a pedicure. I'm going to go with eggs. He hates eggs. Damn it. <laughs> that Said one is pedicure. very true. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea his feelings on a pedicure. Um, 
he might think they're okay, but like there was nothing stated right. as to ambiguous. It's not yes, a stated yeah. truth. But I do have some other fun facts about him. His last name is just Fairy, right? It is. So that's coming up. Okay. <laughs> that's like the one I knew. Yeah. He was born Guy Ramsey Fairy, but Fieri didn't come from no out of Thin Air. Thin Air, yeah. It was his grandfather's surname. Okay, so, so fairy must have been like the Ellis Island version. Yeah, or something like that. So um, he actually opened his first food thing when mm-hmm. he was 10 years old. It was a pretzel cart called the Awesome Pretzel Cart. Fitting. Yep, sold them for 50 cents at like fairs and events and stuff. And he actually used that money to go ahead and study in France. When he was 16, he spent a year in France and he was an exchange student in Chantilly. And he continued to develop his interest in food there. And he actually made it basically onto TV. Well, he made it famous. He became famous when he won the second season of The Next Food Network Star in 2006. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. Mm -hmm. Which I kind of, I do remember that show. I didn't really know his origin story. I kind of just like, accept that he'd always been there. Yeah, no, he won a contest. Uh, The Frosted Tips were an accident. That he basically has to what, stick with like forever now. Did he trip and fall into a bucket of bleach? Well, he used to have long hair and his hairdresser always complained that he needed like yeah. more of a contemporary look and like better style. And so he told her she could do whatever she wanted. He said, when we got done, I asked, when are you going to wash the shampoo out? She said, what shampoo? That's your new hair color. I am rarely speechless, but I was speechless then. I love that his prostitutes <laughs> were an accident like that. Uh-huh. Not like an accident, just not his choice. Yeah. Uh, he's been married to his wife, Lori, for 25 years. And they uh. met because he fired her friend from his restaurant in Long Beach. Uh. And basically, quote, her friend had been let go from the restaurant and they weren't supposed to be there. I was talking to her friend saying, hey, listen, wait a few weeks before you come in. And standing behind her is this blue eyed blonde girl giving me the mean mug. She'd come to stand up for a friend, but she fell in love with the guy who ran the restaurant instead. Oh. Yeah. Um, his younger sister, Morgan, was diagnosed with cancer at the age of four. And she was actually diagnosed again at the age of 38 and passed away from it. Oh. So he now does a lot of work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, kind of like in her memory. Uh-huh. He also works a lot with some uh, organization called Best Buddies, and they are dedicated to creating employment opportunities, fostering friendship and sponsoring leadership development for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And he had a cousin with a developmental disability growing up. And when talking about his experience growing up with his cousin, he said, when people don't understand something, especially in this country and this culture, they either embrace it or neglect it or have a prejudice about it. And so that always really bothered me. Oh, now here's 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 the the flip side of that. The negative. side. Okay. So in 2011, he was actually accused of being homophobic and anti-Semitic. Oh, no. Yes. So he the diners, drive-ins and dives creator and producer David Page sued the Food Network for breach of contract because he said basically they tried to replace him. Yeah. And the Food Network countersued saying Page violated his contract and mistreated staff members. Page then made allegations that guy had made homophobic and anti-Semitic remarks as well as sexist comments at work. Uh And the food network then called this accusation outlandish. And they do go, go on to point that guy's sister is gay, Uh Uh, which that's a weird defense, but right. Uh, And then I have black friends defense. Yeah, exactly. 
But then in 2015, he did go on to officiate 101 same-sex weddings one day in Miami after Florida made it legal. Basically, that was a celebration. And when coronavirus started, he actually created the Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, which has provided over $43,000, $500 grants for restaurant workers. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And with the help of other companies, organizations, and individual donors, he raised $21.5 million to help keep the industry alive. Dang. Yeah. So just some little. Yeah. uh, Flavortown. Flavortown facts. Yep. Flavortown fun facts. Flavortown fun facts (laughs) with Guy Fieri. Mm -hmm. You know, I will give him, I do like his burger bar on the Carnival Cruise Ships. (laughs) You know, he didn't know what a diner was before he started too. I read that because in California, they don't really have like diner, diner. That's like more of an oh, East Coast yeah. thing. And he just thought it was like burger places, like yeah. burgers and fries. That's a diner. And then now he knows differently. Yes. He learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I but- think that wraps us like a Guy Fieri burger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you want to follow us on our social medias at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, and our email address is DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you want to help support the show, you can leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. That would be wonderful. Yes. You can contribute to the Patreon. Yeah. Detroit Strange. You can get some merch. Yeah. Some really cool things over at Threadless. Yeah. we got some cool stuff coming to the Patreon. we got some cool merch stuff. Mm-hmm. Check it all out. Yeah. But I think. Until next time. Stay, stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Detroit's own Sax and Violence.